stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back. We're <laughs> recording remotely today, and I got to tell you, I was a little worried because at about five to five, the neighbor pulled their lawnmower out. Oh, fun. And fortunately, they are done now. Yay. But I was like, this is really poor timing. And it's not like I can go over <laughs> and be like, hey, neighbor, we're buds. Also, stop it. <laughs> For the next hour or so. It's because the sun is out. Everybody's freaking mowing their lawn. I did it on Sunday before our interview. It's beautiful outside right now. I could not be more pleased with this weather. I know. I'm so happy. And tomorrow it's supposed to be here in Seattle area. Warm, like for us, 75. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Other people are going, that's not warm. That's still sweater weather. Maybe I'll put a sundress on. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I want pictures. I love sundress season. We're talking about money magic this we week. We are indeed. The coin of the realm, mm-hmm. currency, and how to... <laughs> I love the way you said that. Say that again. <laughs> currency, <laughs> and how to attract it, and how to... I think the important part of this also is how to prevent yourself from becoming fixated mm. and greedy. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I think is also how to hold on to it without mm-hmm. hoarding, keeping for yourself what you manifest for yourself and still showing some gratitude by sharing, but don't give it all away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I also want to do a content warning. We are going to talk about some blocks that might bring up some religious trauma for some people. I am going to talk about some religious things. Wanted to put that out there, that that will be coming up, and it'll be in the show notes. I think that's fair on account of the, I mean this as like the big systemic complex of Mm -hmm. the church, and money have been pretty tied together, pretty tight for a while. Yeah. They're best buds. Don't you know it. So cool. Do you want to head to the library? I would like love to head to the library. Let's do it. You want to go first? Sure. So okay. here in the library, I have a couple of definitions and we can expand on them, but I want to just straight up tell you these definitions first. And later at the bonfire, I want to share with you a truly interesting, perhaps terrifying, but mostly interesting conceptualization that I did with my therapist yesterday. Oh, yeah. About capitalism. (gasps) Whoa, I cannot wait, Corey. It got weird. And she definitely gave me that look that she does not give me often, but sometimes gives me where she looks like she's about to ask, are you doing okay, though? (laughs) Like, because she always starts with how are you feeling? Like, how has the week been? All that stuff. But every once in a while, I'll say something and in the middle of the session, she'll go, do we want to dive in here or are you just like getting this out? Are you okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, I promise oh. I'm fine. 
But what I would like to explain to all of you, you've heard me say this before on the podcast where I'll talk about, I don't think money is inherently evil, mm-hmm. like the concept of currency, but there's a difference between commerce and capitalism. There is. So what I would like to explain to all of you right now is the difference between commerce and capitalism. Because I don't want it to become like this buzzwordy thing that I say, and then people are like, she doesn't even know what that means. I do. (laughs) I do know what it means. I promise, because words are my life. So commerce is a word that began in the 1500s, and it is from the Latin commercium, which basically distilled down is a combination of the words together and merchandise. Com, merce, right? Com as in communal, community, communication, like together and merch. Com, merch. The three definitions I have here, the first two are relevant. The third one is funny. So the first one is the activity of buying and selling, especially on a large scale. That's fair. We know what that looks like. Number two, social dealings between people. Number three, this is an archaic definition, sexual intercourse. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, that can't be right. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, I've definitely heard that in that context before. (laughs) Okay. So what those things have is a sort of, there's a balanced sort of give and take And there's a balance between one party and another. It's very much about two entities, right? Working together. Now I am going to read to you the definition and a little bit of etymology of the word capitalism. (laughs) Now it is from the word capital, derived from the late Latin capitale, based on caput, meaning head, as in like your noggin. Capitalist as a word that we know it, was coined in the 1600s. So the two definitions for capitalism are an economic and political system in which property, businesses, and industry are controlled by private owners rather than by the state with the purpose of making a profit. The second definition is... An economic system based on private ownership of property and business with the goal of making the greatest possible profits for the owners. Now, I would like to really quickly just point out the major differences there because there are a couple, right? There's a couple that are really important. Hold on, I gotta put my pen away or I'll lose it. Okay. So, big differences here. Capitalism is an economic and political system okay system here meaning something very different than the like two parties or more parties right buying and selling and trading and working together to exchange goods and currency Mm -hmm. this is a system and the other thing about it that is drastically different is that it is to benefit one party. The there owner. Is, there is no benefit except for the owner. So I'm going to go ahead and just, in case anybody still believes in trickle-down economics, I'm going to bust another preconceived 
weird thing for you. Capitalism doesn't help you. The free market is neat. We love a free market. Like we love the idea of people being able to be entrepreneurial and start a business and sell a service. Capitalism as a structure only benefits the owner. Yep. And that is individualism in a way that is harmful. I love being an individual. You are an individual. I am an individual. But we are parts of a collective. We are parts of a community. Capitalism has no space in it as a system, which is what it is, for the collective. It is just for the singular party that is the owner. Now, whether that's a board of directors or whatever, that is still a singular party. So the big differences between commerce and capitalism are teamwork versus single owner benefits and commerce having benefit for both parties, for the community, for whatever. Capitalism, profit-driven, only focus is continuing to make ever-increasing profits for the owner. So commerce, sustainable, I think. I'm not an economist, but like I think commerce is sustainable, whereas capitalism, the only end for something that is ever-expanding all the time forever to get more and acquire more and more is collapse. We just haven't collapsed yet. We keep playing this bad game called capitalism. It's monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I am taking a class right now for my teaching about cultural integration. It is wonderful. <laughs> Today's lesson that I took quizzes on and stuff today was all about capitalism, mm. generational wealth, and all of the people, women, minorities, LGBTQ, like everybody but cis white men, everybody for generations and generations. Sorry. I just, you brought up Monopoly and I have a fun oh, fact yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it, in case anybody doesn't know, Monopoly was a game created by a woman. Yes, it was. And it was designed as an example of why capitalism is bad. And then they stole that game from her and made a and lot they, of money on it. And she they didn't paid her, it. I think they paid her $400 for it. And she never got any residues. And uh, nobody knows about her. So I that's hate, a fun thing. Hate Look it up. capitalism. Hate people. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's super cool. Okay. Go ahead and tell me your library. Okay. In order to draw money to you, you have to have positive attitude. You do have to have a high frequency. Our general disclaimer every single time we talk about positivity, not the toxic stuff, the good stuff. And positivity is good as long as you balance it. One of the things that you have to do before you start trying to manifest money for yourself is to change your mindset about money itself. Once you do that, you can come back and listen to this little and pick and choose the ingredients from the shelf for your spells. <laughs> color. I happen to think this is incredibly personal because color means something different for all of us. Our money in the United States happens to be green. It is the most boring money on the planet. Okay, not the most boring. I really like the pyramid. A lot of other people have really colorful money. Green, gold, and silver are go-to colors for a lot of people. I want to say... I don't think we've talked about this. When you use something that has been in existence for a very long time, 
or you use something that has been used over and over again that works or that a lot of people are using, it has more power. And by something, I mean talismans or sigils, chants that have been used for a very long time in any spell work, not just in money magic. There is a connection and an energy buildup of that power that is contained like code that has been built up and charged over and over and over again, just like you charge your crystals every month. I hope that makes sense. I'd love to do a deeper dive into that someday. Days that are good for money magic. For one thing, do money magic whenever you need to and whenever it feels right. Some really good days for planning money magic are Wednesdays. That's Jupiter's Day. It's about expansion and abundance. Wednesday, though, kind of lends itself more to jobs and career. It's ruled by Mercury, and it happens to be Odin's Day. Thursdays are also an amazing day for money magic. I happen to refresh my money bowl on Thursdays, and that was a tip I picked up from the Witch of Wonderlust. If you're into astrology, Venus is about luxury and being comfortable, and Jupiter is about expansion. So bringing those two planets or finding where they are in the system of the universe and astrology will be really important if you want to base your spell on that. Deities, I think this all depends, but some of them not an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination. Odin, the Dagda. Hindu is Ganesh. And Lakshmi was mentioned a couple of times. And That makes sense to me. Yeah. And tons more. Go look them, go look them up. They're very fabulous. I really like the sun and the star energy for tarot cards for money. That's a me thing. I don't know if that's a general out there thing or not. And of course, herbs, y'all. Cinnamon, mm. basil, allspice, clover, cloves, orange, vanilla, which is really expensive these days, but there you have it. Mint, which grows everywhere. Grab that. Pine, sink foil, cedar, and for realsies, everybody. Pumpkin spice, oats, and barley. All of that is just like magical, wonderful stuff, which I think I mentioned all the pumpkin spices in that herb list. Stones, green stones are great. A lot of people like to use tiger's eye. I find tiger's eye, just if anybody wants my two cents. Ooh, I love that. That's Aventine, isn't it? This is jade. Oh, it's jade? Oh, because jade is good. I use tiger eye for travel magic, y'all. It is really, truly tiger eye works. I love it for travel and protection. Jade, emerald, bloodstone, opals. Again, not an exhaustive list. I'm going to mention something to everybody, and I want you to Google it for me. Please trust me on this. And when you find what goes along with what I'm about to tell you, go down that rabbit hole. Spanish moss. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then... There's something else about, just go Google it. It's really fun. I love candle magic. Madame Pamita does money spells 
if you know who she is, she's on Instagram and she does a lot of stuff for Ukraine right now. And then I was going to get into personal stuff. So I'll wait until we get out to the bonfire. But those are your correspondences, everybody, that you can start with. And of course, make them your own. Go with your gut, your intuition, and all that good stuff. Love it. Yeah. Shall we head out to the bonfire? Let's do it. I would love that. I'm going to roast some weenies. Ooh. I saw a thing the other day that said, it's okay if you're falling apart. S'mores fall apart sometimes, and we still love them. I saw and I was it. like, yes. <laughs> and now I want a s'more. And now That's I want what... a s'more. <laughs> and um, I also am a sweet, delicious snack. You are. You are. <laughs> well... As I was saying earlier, you've got to clear your blocks, everyone, or you're never going to get any money. <laughs> never going to get it, never going to get it. And I also just want to say again, there's a difference between saving money once you make it and hoarding money. When you save for an emergency that hasn't happened yet, or an exciting trip, or just to have something to fall back on, I, there's nothing wrong with that. That is not bad. That is not evil. And next, My mom calls it a cushion. Yes, it is. And the next thing I want to tell everybody, and I want you all to hear this, you're worthy of having money in your life. You are worthy of having everything you want, a house or an apartment, whatever your a cabin in the woods, food on your table, all of that great stuff and other amenities that make you comfortable and happy, like five cats and a dog. I mean, seriously, money is a sacred exchange. Commerce is also bartering. A lot of times, and Corey, I don't know if you've had this experience. When I've done money magic, I will often get the thing I want, not the money to get the thing I wanted. That has happened to me. That happens to me a lot. Keep that in yeah. mind and be specific with your intention. I would love to also mention, aside from being like worthy of the things that you want from life, mm -hmm. I would like to just remind you, like, you're not a bad person mm -mm. for asking for money. Because that, Thank you. there's like this, there's like this yucky money can't buy happiness attitude. Only people who have it say that. Yep. Money can buy safety and stability because of the system in which we exist. If exactly. the system was different, it would be different. But you're not a bad person for trying to do some magic that means that you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Because the system in which we live has decided that unless you're quote unquote earning a living, you don't deserve to live. Right. So you're not, it's not bad. Please don't, if you do your best to not feel bad about it. I'm not gonna tell you not to feel bad because that's, you can't tell somebody not to feel something. But no. But know that you're not bad for needing money and asking for it. Right. So I have a story to go with that. And it leads into a little bit of the religious stuff that I was telling you about. Hit me. Many of us grew up in the church. Many of us heard over and over again that we needed to give all of our money away. My mom totally believed this. Even when we were our poorest of poor, she tithed to the church. These churches, which I then 
my uncle worked for and I went and looked at have all of these things, Tammy Faye Baker and all this, but it was real. I've walked on that stage. I've seen those things. I have not visited their mansions, but Jimmy Swaggart and all of those, they took that money and they made you feel bad because you weren't giving them enough. That's one block you got to clear. What Corey was just saying, you're not a bad person. If you think you are, you're going to have to clear that. Think of it as a sacred exchange because that is what it is. You are giving something into the world and you are receiving back. The church also, and I think this affects men as well, sends out this, even if you're not Catholic, the Mother Teresa complex, I like to call it where you just have to give everything and you should give everything. And that is historically because the churches were absolutely in bed with the lords and the ladies and the kings. And it's one of the reasons that many of the kings tried to get rid of the church because they were competition for their money and for people leaving land to them rather than to their heirs. Keep that historical generational trauma. Yeah, I'll call it trauma. That that historical precedence about money in mind when you're clearing those blocks because it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with greedy people who now we're calling out as billionaires, churches who shouldn't have nonprofit status. Just like to that point, like you get to choose to whom you give your money. Yes, you do. And like there are some things that unfortunately are not a choice. Like we have to pay for water and we have to pay for food. I personally think, and I don't care, how radical this makes me sound. I don't think it's a radical idea. I've actually got my mom coming around on it pretty hard lately, which is that if you need it to survive, it should be free. If you need it to live, if you need water, food, shelter, clothing. I also believe in the current technological era that we live in. If you have to work, you should get your internet for free as well. I think like if you need it to live, it should be free. But aside from necessities, You get to decide where your money goes. You get to decide. You can vote with your dollar. You can donate with your dollar. You can be generous with your dollar. You can save your dollar. You get to decide the exchange you want. I once told someone that I wanted to become rich and famous so that I could have all this money and open an animal shelter and donate to the animal shelters that were already in existence and open a teenage mom's center for teenage moms and make sure that teenage moms had scholarships and that there was sex education and not just sex education because most teenagers who get pregnant know how they're going to get pregnant. Not all, but most. Really, it's about self-esteem and confidence and love and the lack thereof. So I wanted money for all of this. And they were like, why do you have to have it? It could be grants or you can go to people who have all the money and ask them to donate. And my insides did this. Yeah, that's great. I'll do that. But why the hell can't I be one of those people that other people come to? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not. I, I don't have that kind of money. But I do help where I can in the small ways that I can. I pay real rent. I do. Do I still wish for windfalls of money so I can give them away? Yes, absolutely. I actually was just talking about that yesterday with my my therapist. It's always funny to record the day after I had therapy because it's on my brain. You were going to tell us the story. I was describing my job for the sake of this discussion. We'll discuss large corporations in general. Okay. 
Lately, this has been on my mind a lot, and it's the concept of like the ever expanding and acquiring mindset that is like corporate capitalism. I got this like image in my mind. If you have an arachnophobia, please note that now. I got this image in my mind of this like big spider-like creature. And by big, I mean like house-sized, like like stadium-sized with these big long arms with hands on the end and a big open mouth that is like full of things already, but it is just as it crawls across the surface of the earth, it is grabbing things to throw into this mouth that is already full. It can't even breathe. It's just full, full, full of stuff. My mind immediately went to like Junji Ito, who is a Japanese artist who does horror. Mm. And it's just like this giant thing with like a human, like this gaping human mouth that just always needs more. And that is how I've started to anthropomorphize the concept of capitalism, but particularly like corporate capitalism and imperialism and things like that because i need something i can conceptualize quickly and easily and this just like came to me in a big flash and it's a monster it is but all i could think when we were i was done talking like explaining this thing and breathing really hard because i was having a lot of feelings about it was that like i don't understand i understand wanting more of something but i don't understand having more than you could ever need i know and still wanting to keep shoving stuff into your mouth hypothetically i have five million dollars right i have enough then to remodel the house Mm -hmm. pay off my student debt take myself and maybe a couple people on a really nice trip put some money into savings or a trust and then give the rest away Mm -hmm. like i don't there's even if i didn't give any of the rest away which i would because i like to give gifts even if i didn't i would never need more than that and like if it ran out then it ran out and i would just continue to work and do the thing you know what i mean i don't understand (laughs) i don't under i don't understand it and that is one of my blocks right now Mm -hmm. is like my deep distaste for acquisition endless hungry greedy acquisition and right now unfortunately for me that is like inextricably linked with money even while at this moment the like budgeting and money hygiene that i've been doing has been working Mm -hmm. and like i have more in my savings than i've ever had even when i pay off my taxes i have like i'm not concerned about making my mortgage payment like it's very weird and very new but I, it's hard. I guess this is all to say it is difficult to hold those two truths in your head at the same time. It is. And in your heart at the same time. It is. And I think that is one of the biggest blocks witches have around money. There's also, for some of us, I'm not going to say for all of us, there's something off putting about all the money manifestation. Things that are out there, people that are out there, accounts that are out there. And yet many of them, not all of them, but many of them come from a place of love and wanting you to have that abundance in your life, realizing the system that we are in. Again, I go back to sacred exchange, yes, is money. 
but it's also bartering. And I think as climate change starts to shape our lives, we may very well be going back to like a bartering system. And I can't do everything, and but I, there are some things I can do and give to people and exchange with people and some foods that I grow really well and some that die, sums that die. Wow, that was, what was that? That was very my mom. I don't know where I was going with that, but. I love the thing you said, though, about in order to do magic around money, you have to change your attitude about you money. You do. The thing that's funny about that is that is also a thing that financial planners and consultants say. If you want to save and invest and grow your portfolio, mm. like you have <laughs> to change your mindset about money. And I think that's, I don't really have a point. I just think that's interesting that that people in the mundane workings around money have the exact same philosophy in that way, which is you've got to change the way you think about it. Yeah. You attract what you think about. The frequencies, and there's music out there that can help you with this. I'm really relying a lot right now on music and the frequency and the Sofagio music right now and it is making a difference I was really depressed the other day I mean really down for like no reason at all except I think the moon was in cancer or something <laughs> Teresa and Chani the same day said hey if you're feeling down it might be the planet so I was like okay I, I turned on some of that music because I didn't need to do any shadow work around it there was nothing really going on and I wanted to have a good day it was sunny it was the first sunny day and so I turned on the music and it helped and it raised my frequency if I'd needed to process something I would have lived in that for a while yeah I think also too just to speaking about like frequencies and mm -hmm. things like that there's a difference between like a nice elevated frequency and a and like half if that makes sense yeah like like a positive, when you think about like an ion or like a molecule or whatever, mm -hmm. like positive and negative don't have any moral implications. They don't. And I also don't believe that there are negative frequencies. I just think there are higher or lower because when absolute zero happens, that's, there is no absolute zero. So you can't go below it. But that's just how I conceptualize it. Yeah. Like positive doesn't necessarily mean happy. Positive can mean focused and open and honest and vulnerable aware but it doesn't necessarily have to mean happy so i love that dad is always pointing out like not toxic positivity just pause like in the positive yeah as opposed to the low yeah yeah one of the other ways that i learned to think about it was when you feel excited where do you feel that in your body and when you feel anxiety, where do you feel that in your body? If you unattach the words, it's the same feeling for me, almost always. That excited, if I'm anxious or really happy about something, lives in the exact same place and does the same thing as dread. If we can start to reconceptualize that and talk about it from a place of observation, not detachment, there's a difference, mm -hmm. then we can start to have more control over our manifestation skills or our bringing stuff into the world skills, whatever you want to call it. I know I hate using, we've talked about this, I hate using the word manifestation now. It's making something tangible, bringing something tangible into the world, creating something tangible. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What money kind of magic? Yeah. Just money magic is tricky. I have weird feelings around it, and those are my own to get over. And in no way an endorsement or any kind of like shame on you kind of thing. That's just like a me. Like I have complicated feelings around that. So if you also have complicated feelings around money magic, no, that's fine. And it's okay. We work through it just like we work through everything else. Yep. That's in my notes, actually. You might have some shadow work to do around this. I know I did and do. I'm not out of this yet. Mm -hmm. I also have very complicated feelings. And I started working on it. I think it was the Witch of Wonderlust did this episode on YouTube about a money altar and bringing money into her life. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then she did something special for her Patreon. I went ahead and started doing it. I was amazed. It has not solved all my problems. And I tend to not pay enough attention to it. And I definitely can tell when I haven't refreshed it or paid attention to it. But for a while there, I was being very consistent, which again is my word for this year. I really like that concept. And Madame Pamita does candle magic around money. And it's absolutely wonderful. She includes oils. She has kits. Do one yourself and you can thrift it. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Or buy nothing. Oh my gosh, y'all. Buy nothing. Buy nothing. I got a great bookcase today that we really needed. So, I love that. I, I know. love that organization. It's amazing. There's a reason that there's that joke about the altar with the the candle, the taco, and the one dollar bill. You know what I mean? Like, there's a joke. There's like, it's like a just like a in the zeitgeist, just a joke about how like if you see an altar in a movie or something, there's usually a candle and some kind of food and a dollar bill. And on a lot of ofrendas, there's mm. the departed person's favorite food and a candle and a dollar bill. Like, there you go. Give them a little spending money over on the other side. Yeah, and I think also money magic is a great opportunity. As long as your intentions are aligned and you're mm-hmm. feeling honest with yourself and you're feeling like focused is a great opportunity to use that expression, this and maybe more. I love that expression. Because like, please manifest, bring to me universe, like the things that I need. And then this and maybe more. Because not you as a human being, you don't just have the right to survive. Mm-hmm. You have the right to thrive and live and enjoy living. It's so true. If you're working two or three jobs all the time to have all the money, you're not going to have any time to have some fun and enjoy life. Yeah. And I grew up with a single mom and she, we, I never realized we didn't have money. That's awesome. Until I was much older. It is awesome on her, but you know what else it was on her? Fucking exhausting. Oh, I bet. And like, there is like generational weirdness in my family around money because I learned in probably high school, early high school, that like we really didn't have any. I started to see then like how it affected my mom. And then I went ahead and wanted to never have to ask her for money. But I also had that thing that happens to a lot of people of my generation where we grew up with very little. So we have the mentality that when we have it, we have to spend it. Yep. So I got myself in what I thought was astronomical credit card debt, but was really only like $5,000. And I found out later that's nothing, which is sickening. Because to me, like I couldn't even conceptualize that kind of money. I still have a hard time with anything over a grand. 
so like there it can come from so many different angles of like like I saw what it did to my mom to have to provide for two children in a world that doesn't pay healthcare workers enough and I saw like the shame she felt if she couldn't afford something and like the guilt she felt when she couldn't afford to send me on a trip or something and like so for me money has all of that like guilt and shame attached to it right even outside of the capitalist system <laughs> all of that to say money's fucking complicated and it sucks it that it's it does suck that it's a system system but money magic doesn't have to suck yeah and the other thing that i wanted to share about money magic that is shifting my ideas around money and drawing it to me is that when you do something for yourself first it is okay to just do it for yourself it really is you're allowed to do that in that what a lot of people will consider selfishness which it is not watch yourself and make sure you don't like go to that place but most of the time when we think we're being selfish we're absolutely not being selfish so when we are living our greatest life and our greatest potential, we are putting those shock waves out there to the rest of the world. It is just like throwing a pebble in the water. And if you don't believe me, go back to many episodes ago. I think we were talking about energy. When you walk into a room and you meet somebody, a friend of yours that's really happy that day, and you're down, that energy can feed you and all of a sudden you're a lot happier and vice versa. You can be in a great mood and somebody just comes up and is a total complete asshole and it totally ruins your day if you let it get into your brain. If you are living your best life and you are putting that out there, you are going to help other people. Live your best life, everybody. And if money has to do with that, security has to do with that, what Corey was saying, and like Healthcare, that kind of things I put on my notes as well is like, yeah, do you know so many people stay at their jobs that they're at because they have healthcare there and they can't afford it elsewhere? I think that if I wish I had somebody say mm-hmm. to me the things yeah. I am currently saying when I was in college, I wish I had somebody say to me, it is okay yeah. that you feel all these ways and it is okay that you're mad. And it's okay that you are scared about money stuff. Like, it is okay. But as my therapist likes to say, emotions generally only last about 90 seconds. And then you get to move on and figure out how to handle it. Speaking of moving on, I know somebody has to go eat dinner. So why don't we throw up some sparks? Oh my God, I'm so hungry. (laughs) Sparks. Before we send up our sparks, we would like to say thank you to a couple of our new patrons who have said that it is okay if we say thank you on the air to them. So welcome to the Patreon, Trish. And Skadoozy. (laughs) I love that name so much. It's so fun. And we are so grateful. Yeah, and for all of those of you who joined who were not shouting out for whatever reason, know that we love you just as much. And we are very appreciative to have you around our bonfire. So grateful. What's your spark? Mine is We Should All Be Millionaires, A Woman's Guide to Earning More, Building Wealth, and Gaining Economic Power. And it is by Rachel Rogers. Go get the book. It's great. She's awesome. I love a book recommendation. I have a shop recommendation. Ooh, yes. Yeah. 
I don't think I've ever shouted it out. Shouted it out. Did you mm-hmm. hear that? God. She needs food, <laughs> Let people. Let me pull it. Let me pull it up. I need to eat. <laughs> I had a really busy day at work, and I had breakfast but didn't have a full lunch. I just had a snackums, and so now I'm hangry. I just get very sleepy and cranky. So what I'm not cranky about is this website called AtomicPixies.com. That sounds amazing. And they sell, I'm going to send you the link. They sell art and tarot decks and just all kinds of really beautiful stuff. I think that you should all go take a look. They sell stickers and stationery. There's a comic. They do commissions. They do jewelry and like cute hair accessories and really whimsical shit. And I just love it. And I want every single one of the little hair crowns. Mm. And they're just cute. And I love them. And please, please go check them out. Yeah. It's atomicpixies.com. That's great. Yeah. That's everything, y'all. Have an amazing we week. I hope that all of your money magic is like super abundant and mm. enriching and educational. Yes. Yeah. But until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.